Happy Halloween. Halloween. We're here. Here. I'm not going to say we're back because we really didn't go anywhere. <laughs> we just, I think, retreated into ourselves for what's been an, an interesting year. <laughs> but boy, oh boy, oh boy. Oh Is it man, fun oh boy. To be talking to all of you. Yay. Hello, everyone. Hello, Hello, Stephanie. Hello, Robin. How are you doing? Been better. How are you? Well, sure. You know. Yeah. Yeah. It's but you been... know what? As good as I possibly can be. We'll put it that way. Yeah. I think yeah. I would say same for myself. Like, you know, given the circumstances, it could be worse. Could yes. Be worse. Yes, it could be worse. Uh which was one of my my mom's and aunt's most favorite phrases growing up and has kept us resilient all these years. But you know, we, 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 we just can't get into it. We can't get into that. We're here to have fun today. We're here to have some fun today. We're here to wish you a happy ween. Happy ween, everybody. Robin, what oh. are you doing for ween? So I think my plan I, this morning, put together some stuff for a last-minute costume to be a little toadstool, a little mushroom. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm going to do a little face painting. I'm going to wear a little flower crown, just like, you know, whatever. I love that. And then I joined, like, this weird social club near my apartment, and (laughs) I'm going to try and go in tonight. I might be the only person there, but they're supposedly having a party. At 7 p.m. and I think it goes from 7 to 10, so I should be in bed by. <laughs> I love that, and honestly, that is prime time for partying for me. Around 10 p.m., uh-huh. I start to fade away. Yeah, and I'm lucky if I last through 10 p.m. Oh my god! I love your. I love that you're part of a social club now. I it's going to be my first time going, and I will be dressed as a little mushroom. So we'll yeah. see how the socializing goes. You're part of the club, so they can't. That is representative of the club now because you are part of the club and therefore they are a mushroom club now. I hope so. I hope that they accept me as one of their own. It's too late if they don't. You're you're part of it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. What are you getting up to? Well, you know I live on Halloween Street here in old Connecticut. So they shut down my road for four hours tomorrow night. There's a man named Bill who is famous for crafting a Halloween village in front of his own home mm-hmm. for the children and me. And, um, you know, I'm just going to put on my witch's outfit and my parents oh, are dropping yeah. off some extra candy. Oh. I talked to somebody who lives like on the corner and he was like, yeah, when we were living on the corner there, we got like giant Costco bags of candy and then we were out of candy in like 30 minutes Oh my so God. I'm freaking out about running out, and I know that I will. Because also, candy is like, oh my God, it's very expensive candy. Quite expensive. You can't just load up on it. It's so expensive. So yeah. I'm, you know, ask my parents for help with candy. <laughs> I'm ashamed to say, it's not but free. It's not free. It's not free unless you're a child on Halloween, and I don't want to disappoint because this is my first time out you know, giving candy away on, on the block. Oh, so, fuck. I should have given you the ghost light so you could hook up the ghost light for this. 
It's okay. You know that I have ghosts hanging in the trees. Yeah. I have a skeleton holding a pumpkin. I have a lot of stuff going on outside my house. Oh, listeners, her yard looks incredible. Thank you. Festive beyond measure. Thank you. And it is set back a little ways. So I was going to put up a sign that says, take your children to the last house on the left. You must. But, you know, first of all, I, I think that the joke will be lost on most people. And then second of all, if they get the joke... I. They'll I'm be arrested. Yeah. yeah, I'm arrested then. So, well, you could you could always pretend you didn't know that it was a thing, and you could be like, "Oh no, I genuinely meant I have candy for your loved one." And I live on the last house on the left. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I think you know. Eventually, I'm gonna join the hordes of children and and their parents in the streets, gallivanting and and doing spooky scares that's my plan is to have an old an old-fashioned Ugh. little town halloween i love that yeah we were later just on talking in the night. night oh yeah hmm? what, what was i he? was gonna say we were just talking last night about how like you're making your own little stars hollow slash Shit's creek which i just love yes that's true I'm really starting to become a woman of the town and uh, you know, whether they like it or not, just like your social club, I'm part of it now. Yeah. I'm part of it. They can't do any, what are they going to do? Nothing. You're part of it. Nothing at all. Yeah. You know what? I I think my neighbor's going to have some kind of real fit though tomorrow because Lord knows a child might put a foot on her property and she'll call the cops. Oh boy, they've yeah. got more to deal with on Halloween than that. But you probably know. not these ones. I mean, yeah, what's going possibly. on here? I don't know. I don't know. I feel like there are probably teens like drinking in the woods on Halloween and stuff that they will actually be like. Not that that is worthwhile for them yeah. to be like spending their time on either, but you know, let the teens do what the teens do. Halloween is for teens to party. Oh my god. Halloween is, look, Halloween's for everybody, but for teens, the woods becomes where the woods belong to the teens. Yeah, if anybody's embodying the spirit of Halloween, if teens being, like, borderline witchy in the woods, having a little strength. Bring a concoction into the woods under the cover of darkness, get a little Mm -hmm. bit lost, scare your friends, scare your family. Mm -hmm. That's what it's about. (laughs) Being a teen, a teen on Halloween. Halloween. <laughs> a teen on <Yeah>. mean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a wean teen. Yeah. Oh my god. Well, I can't wait. I want to see pictures of your witch costume. I'll obviously be Thank showing you. you pictures of my little mushroom. <laughs> oh my god. I, I just can't wait. I can't find my witch's hat, which is causing me a lot of alarm and concern. Oh no. It's it's just somewhere in the Do moves. you have a backup? A backup witch's hat? No, I might do some kind of crazy hairdo if I can't find a witch's hat. So oh, yeah, you could do like a um, like a Bette Midler, you know, yeah. style like big tease thing. I could. I could just have uh, witch hair, which my family told me I woke up with every day. Oh, when I was a child. that's nice. Yeah, you know, it's just the style of my childhood. It is childhood. a good style. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, every I know that my brother's going to a Harry Styles concert tomorrow, which is oh my very fun and cool sounding. But if I went to a Harry Styles Halloween concert, I think that I would be, that's something that even if you bought a ticket, 
and you're part of the social club and you live in that town, they, mm-hmm. they could kick me out. And they'd be right yeah. to. They'd be yeah. right to do that. You're not going to catch me at a, at, a, no. at a concert where I feel, oh, so old. Even though they'd I think Jenny right Lewis is opening for him. I think Jenny Lewis is on tour with him as an opener. So I think, oh. if anything, I would be like, I'm going to stay for the Jenny Lewis part. And yeah. And then by the time that's over, I'm tired. Then it, it is time for me to go. Yeah, it is. Like, by yeah. then, it's, like, probably 1030, and it's, like, time to go home. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh. Yeah. I oh love that, goodness. though. I love that it's for him. It's going to be great. It's going to be wonderful. Please tell us, listeners, what your plans are for Ween. Oh, sound uh, off. Oh, man. I mean, one thing I really regret. Well, here's something. This is a good segue into a piece of... Uh, you know, goes in the news. Oh, I got a couple goes in the news too. I can't wait. Yeah. So I did, uh, I did a couple fun events this past week to get myself in the ween spirit. One of which was a ghosts of Ridgeville Tonta tour. And I did tell you about this. I thought it was going to be like, we walk around with a guide and the guide's like, Oh, here we are at this like old salt box from 1702. And a little child ghost roams around it. Let me tell you the history. Mm-hmm. But actually what it is, is you show up and there is a guide with a flashlight and they tell you like, yeah, just go around this barn and then just wait at the corner. And when you turn the corner, there's a person in full historical garb who's like, good evening. I am the ghost of Mr. Olmsted. Uh. And it was local amateur actors playing history figures. And I was not prepared for this. Oh, my God. Um, But do you know what? Hmm. They knocked it out of the park. It was incredible. They knocked it out of the park. The performances were beyond anything I could have imagined. The kind of raw and raw talent mixed with a love of history. And... I loved it. And one man on the tour, I forget who he was playing, but at one point he said, you know, there were bones found in town. And then he just kind of went, kept going. And I was like, excuse me? So I stayed behind and I was like, excuse me, sir. I'm going to ask you to break character to please tell me what the bones were. Mm -hmm. And come to find out that four human skeletons were found during a renovation a little ways from my house um, by like a construction company. And they were like, oh my fucking God, call the police. There's been four murders. Mm-hmm. But actually what it is, is that there are four skeletons from the Revolutionary War. And they were found here. And now they're up at Quinnipiac getting tested. And this man then said to me this, we can't tell. If they were American, well, we couldn't tell if they were American soldiers or British soldiers. So they tested the bones for corn. And everybody, I I about lost it when he said that to me. And I said, what do you mean they tested the bones for corn? And he said, well, you know, the Americans would have eaten corn and the British wouldn't have. And I, that's not what I was asking. I was asking, how do you test a bone corn well sure and i still don't really know but you know suffice to say if you've eaten corn that's in your bones now oh it's 
deep in your bones. Yeah. It's in the bones. It does make one wonder, like, could you, could you hypothetically test a bone for different kinds of grains or foods that you must be able to? I asked my mom and she was like, yeah, of course you can. Like everybody knew this. And um, I didn't know that you could test a bone for corn or food, but I guess like, I guess part of me must've known that like anthropologists and archaeologists do this and that's how mm-hmm. we know about what dinosaurs ate and stuff i guess but that I makes never sense. really i never really thought it was i mean like imagine being a scientist and trying to crack how you're gonna figure out what skeleton what the skeleton was fighting for uh-huh. <laughs> and uh-huh. you're like i know we use corn. Like, that's crazy. It's genius. It is it's, genius. It's crazy genius, yeah. I love it. Yeah. It's it's mad scientist stuff. So uh, I think that they came back positive for corn, and so they There's corn in them bones. There's corn in them bones. Wow. So that's my ghost from the... Also, there will be a ceremony this spring where we rebury them, and I will be there Oh, for that. wow. Yeah. That's going to be a special occasion. I'm going to go see those bones. bring corn... To like oh my god, I'm gonna them. scatter kernels of corn in the grave. Yeah, that'll Just be really to, nice. You know, yeah, it'll be special to me. Yeah, maybe some, maybe I'll, you know, do cornmeal. So it's less like, what is she doing? Why is she putting corn kernels? You know, I don't, yes, but I feel like cornmeal, it'll look maybe crazier because it's spreading powder, right? right? But you do that thing where you like, you can like pick up a bunch of soil and like throw it on graves i've never oh, so personally done like this but i've seen it? this in movies oh I've done yeah that. i palm some meal i palm some meal and mix it in with the soil and it's our secret what i've done you and the skeletons me or the you and me you and everyone listening to this <laughs> yeah oh the corn ceremony yeah. the, the corn reburying ceremony it's going to be the event of the century. Corning. Yeah. I can't wait. I can't wait to hear about it. That's the kind of stuff that this town gets real interested in. Mm. There's also apparently going to be a, a full reenactment of the battle that these soldiers died in. And oh, let wow. me tell you something. We did lose that battle. But the way this oh. town talks about it, it's like we didn't. They're so proud of it. And they won't stop talking about it. So. There are a lot of cannons there. They have quite a few cannons. Yes, a lot of cannons. There's a lot of like, this is a historic site, Battle of Richfield. And then if you if you ask about it, they're like, we we did lose. <laughs> but they don't bring it up right <laughs> to away. To be clear. Yeah. yeah. No, you gotta like, yeah. yeah, you have to really <laughs> specifically ask. Otherwise, yeah. they'll just be like, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. There's also on the tour, there was this really funny part where like, this girl told this whole story about like rallying a bunch of different troops to like come and help fight in the battle. Mm-hmm. But then the end of it is that they all arrived too late. And the only thing they got to do was like harass the British troops as they went oh back to God. wherever they were supposed to be. So like, imagine like, just like being like, oh, we missed it. Let's throw apples at them. Like yeah. just doing you something sh- else. You suck. Yeah. Get out of here. Get out of here. 
yeah screw you <laughs> i do i i i love it oh, do you have a, really a ghost in the news as well i have a couple of ghosts in the news right. um the first one was 3500 year old babylonian tablet may contain earliest known depiction of a ghost what news from smithsonian magazine is it a rectangle with a triangle on top essentially oh, it is yeah i'll i'll show you like it's an ancient babylonian tablet um let's see uh this came out in a new book uh from a scholar of ancient middle eastern inscriptions All right. the tablet holds carefully detailed instructions about how to get rid of ghosts oh my god um, so the directions call for an exorcist to make little figurines of a man and a woman prepare two vessels of beer and okay. at sunrise, you speak ritual words calling on the Mesopotamian god Shamash, who was responsible for bringing ghosts down to the underworld. And then you transfer the ghost into one of the figurines. And the oh. text, I'm not kidding, the text final line urges readers, do not look behind you um, because uh, they think it's in, in, intended as an instruction aimed at the figurines entering the underworld, but it's also possible it's directed at the exorcist. Oh my um, God. Also, this cracked me up. The guy who was interviewed for this article said, I would like to see a ghost. I've never seen one. It's very annoying to me. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it, it is annoying. Join the club. We don't all get know? to. That's like. I know. What is it? What's the one? Eurydice? Where she oh. can't look behind her? I think it's no, Lot's that... Wife, right? Uh, I'm thinking of like a all greek thing where like you can't is it mm, who's that guy that did music and then they fell in love and they go to underworld but then they can't i'm gonna look this up as you tell me look it up yeah yeah i have another ghost news that i can tell you while you're looking it up tell me oh this one is a sad one but i felt it was important okay um woman shot dead after dressing like ghosts to scare her neighbors (gasps) You know that this falls into the category of this. Yeah. You yeah. Don't we don't even it. have to say it. We know. Very uh, the grace of God. God I know. <laughs> a woman was reportedly shot dead after her prank dressing up as a ghost to spook her neighbors went horrifically wrong. Oh my God. She was roaming the streets wearing a white gown and veil. She donned the scary getup in a bid to frighten residents of her neighborhood of San Miguel Duran in Mexico. She was dressed up as La Llorona. Um, oh, my God. We, we all know La Llorona is very mm-hmm. popular as a figure in ghost stories um, in Latin America. Locals said they saw the woman prowling the area in her costume on October 15th while shouting, oh, my children, in Spanish. So she was fully cosplaying as, you I know. I love that. Yeah. Um, and one resident was filming the woman's antics uh, just moments before she was shot by a scared neighbor. Imagine truly thinking it was so real that you that person has to go to jail now. Yeah. Well, they they fled and they haven't found them yet, which is very sad. Listeners, if you have any tips on where to find this murderer, mm-hmm. um. Please don't call email the authorities. <laughs> yeah, don't tell us. We don't want to get involved. But you should call the authorities because that is so insanely fucked so up. Bad. And that could have happened to any anyone on Halloween times yeah. mm-hmm. at any time. 
she was truly just like having a good having time. Fun. Like here's so something: sad. don't fucking own guns. There, there we go. Yeah. That's or, all you need. Like, guess what? Like, you think you can shoot a fucking ghost? I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. That's kind of the whole thing. There's another thing that we should talk about. <laughs> You can't shoot a ghost. And by the time you realize that a gun worked, then, you know, it does dawn on you that that wasn't a ghost. Then it's not a ghost. So you either are admitting that you are are shooting fruitlessly or you know that it's not a ghost. Yeah. Oh, God. It makes me so mad. I hate that a lot. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I I also hate it. I just felt like it was important to to tell the tale. Yeah, it um, is important. Be careful out there on those streets. Got to be careful. Oh I've God. got just one more thing, mm-hmm. and this was sent uh, to us from our friend Mike. And mm-hmm. I'm I might not even read the whole thing. I'm gonna hold this up to you. I think it might be backwards, but you can see probably. This is something that he sent to me called skull blasting um he did send this to me as well yeah it's about how to like get more value for selling a human skull by filling it with like dried peas or rice and then he also told me yeah it was for to meet the high demand yeah which is um i don't know there's certainly more people i'd say Mm -hmm. that the amount of skulls available exceeds the demand for skulls they are hard to get you have to in a sense mine for the skulls since most Mm -hmm. of them are buried yeah so it's illegal to do that yeah so i would say there is a what there are there's enough surplus okay Mm -hmm. i don't know if you need to do the peas to the skull no to maximize no also, I'm sorry, like, do people really want a shard of a skull? No, if you're in the market for skulls and someone gives you, like, a shell, you want it's essentially thing. a shell. It is like a shell. It is much like a shell. Yeah. Ugh, I don't like that. Never forget the time that our friend Cassandra stole a bone from the catacombs. <laughs> I never will let her forget because Cass, that, that's not first. good. It's not, not good? It's, it's a not good thing. It's Orpheus and Eurydice. Oh, okay, okay. And I think so he she might look behind her. They like, I think like one of them. I think he might have looked behind him, and then like she wasn't allowed to leave. Oh or God! I don't really remember how it goes, but that's that's what, it, that's what it is. Um, Jeez. don't look behind you is good advice, just uh, in general. In most cases, yeah. You're not yeah. gonna wanna... You know what, though? I will say, in a lot of movies, including the first Lord of the Rings movie, mm-hmm. uh, there is, and I only say that because I did just recently watch it again, anytime someone's like, run like the wind, don't look back, I'm like, why? You're on a horse. It's not going to make you go slower if you just, like, check to see if Can you steer the, the Nazgul are near yeah. you. I get, yeah. I think, like, Okay, this is a stupid question. You, When you're on a horse and you're just like, go, let's go, let's get out of here. Are you steering the horse? 
Or does the horse just know? I think it's kind of like, like will the horse like run into a tree if you're not steering it? The horse won't. I think the horse is <laughs> the horse knows not to do that. Okay. I think the horse knows that I you don't, don't want it to do that, and also the horse doesn't want to do that. Okay, because like I think it, yeah, it happens all the time when people are like go, and it's like, well, okay. I mean, the I know horse, you have to tell it like big strokes of yeah. where to go, but the horse naturally knows not to run into a tree. I think. As someone who doesn't ride horses, I think that's true. Okay. I think also there are ways to do... This is why you need a good relationship with a horse, okay? One of many reasons. sometimes, depending on your relationship with the horse, you can say, like, let's go, let's fucking do this, and the horse will be like, I got you. And it'll know exactly what you want. But if you're new to that horse, it may not really get you. Yeah. It may be like, what the... What do you fucking want me to do? We're getting yeah. chased by the Nazgul. It'll then, just start eating grass and you'll be yeah. like, no. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, this is a good question for people who are um, horse people. So you can let us know, horse people. Yeah, please reach out a question. What you think. Thank you. Yeah, I do have another thing that I just wanted to tell you because I hate please. it. Did you learn about um, this monkey that went to prison? Oh, my God. Here's the headline no. from the New York Post. Drunk monkey gets life behind bars for attacking 250 humans. <gasps> what? This did happen last year, and I've been saving it up. Oh, my God. Okay. So most monkeys are no more than about two feet tall, but they're known to be as much as four times stronger than humans. As yeah, well of course. That's how one drunk monkey named Kalua was able to tear through 250 people and kill oh one. Oh while on a rampage God. in India. This week, zookeepers at Kampur Zoological Park charged with re-assimilating the primate for the last three years have deemed him too dangerous to live among his kind and have sentenced him to solitary confinement for the rest of his life. The alcoholic animal belonged to an occult, an occultist in, I don't know how to pronounce this, but I'll try. Mirzapur Uttar Pradesh, whom mm-hmm. local authorities believe supplied his pet with a regular diet of hard liquor and possibly monkey meat. Oh, no. Yeah. So when the owner was no. found dead, they believed the neglected monkey, likely in the throes of withdrawal, took his aggression to the streets and began roaming the neighborhood and attacking people particularly the faces of women and children. Oh, Kalua had eluded capture in the forest for a long time before they got him. He's now six years old, and he does remain extremely hostile towards female zookeepers in particular, as well as other monkeys, because he wants that meat. Oh, my God, dude. Yeah. Um, So it's been decided that this monkey will remain in solitary uh let me see Kalua may be locked up tight but separately a troop of mischievous monkeys in Meerut near uh I don't know where this is near stormed the campus of a medical college and no. stole several okay this is insane stole several coronavirus positive blood samples no no, they did not. Causing Stop. outbreak of panic in the community. You know what? What in the I'm, fuck? This was long enough ago that that probably was fine. 
this this happened last year but uh i mean there's no evidence that like anything was transmitted to anybody by these monkeys but like monk guys monkeys stay away stay away from them oh they're not meant they're not meant to befriend us they may never were and they're against us and they want all of our stuff they're tricky yeah they're sneaky i don't like them I I do like some of them, but not ones that are so strong that they could eat your face. No. Oh, yeah, God. so Kahlua is, is uh, put away for life. It's also unfortunate that so many monkeys have, like, kind of joke names. Yeah. Like, you know, uh, Mr. Muggs. Mr. You know? Muggs, yep. Kahlua. Yeah, like, it's really it, not cool to name an alcoholic monkey after the thing that it craves. Oh, that is sad. I didn't even think yeah. of that. It's like if like I was named pizza. It's just not cool. No. You know? No. It's like it's just it just makes it that much harder when you have to tell people your you know, your mom was murdered by a monkey named mm-hmm. Kalua. Yep. It's like, well, I'm never having Kalua again. You know? Yeah. Really hard. Yeah. Wow. My goodness. Well, to to change gears, I do have a spooky thing that's not a ghost, oh if you want to hear about yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely I do. Okay. So please stop me if we have already gone over these. This I won't, because even if we have, <laughs> I do want to hear it again. Okay. So I... I have been very interested in this because I have seen this book at uh, our friend Kathy's house a few times mm-hmm. and I finally Googled it and I'm going to just name my sources up top because this is all taken from a bunch of places. Legends of America, NPCA, Collectors Weekly, The Dash Journal. I don't know what that is. Wikipedia. Okay. okay, great. So there we go. There they are. Um, I'm going to be talking to you about the cursed rocks of the petrified forest national park wow yeah i don't think that we've done this okay i didn't think we had but i you know you can never be sure yeah um so the book at kathy's house is called bad luck hot rock by ryan thompson i finally was like i'm gonna google that and figure out what that means um and it turns out there is a whole history of people who have had experiences with stones stolen from the Petrified Petrified Forest National Park in Arizona. And they say the stones have caused them unbelievable bad luck, distress, and misfortune. And those are the titular hot rocks. Because they're stolen. Yeah, don't fucking steal. Cassandra? And anybody in Arizona, put those bones and rocks back. Those bones and rocks back. Well, I'll I'll tell you how these people went about trying to put them back. Because they definitely tried. (laughs) <laughs> so a little history of the forest uh, or the park, uh, the Petrified Forest National Park is an American national park in Navajo and Apache counties in northeastern Arizona. It looks beautiful. Hmm. Um, it's named after its large deposits of petrified wood and covers about 93,533 acres. Wow. Um, it's huge. Wow. Yeah. It is a semi-desert shrub steppe and has highly eroded and colorful badlands. So it's very beautiful, as you can Mm. imagine. 
And it's known for its fossils, especially fallen trees that lived in the late Triassic epoch about 220 million years ago. Oh, my God. Really fucking old. Wow. So old. Like older than time. That's, um, I, it's nearly older than time. Yeah. That's so many years ago. Wow. Like, you know, when you think about how time works, yeah, it's long. A lot of it. Don't even get me started thinking about how time works. I know. I'm sorry. I can't get it. Didn't mean to bring it up. Um. So let's see. Uh, the last of the park's pueblos were abandoned by about 1400 CE. Um, and more than 600 archaeological sites, including petroglyphs, have been discovered in the park. In the 16th century, Spanish explorers visited the area, and by the mid 19th century. A U.S. team had surveyed an east-west route through the whole area where the park is located, and they made note of the petrified wood in the area. Mm. Um, So, yeah. They, like, since the petrified forest became a national monument, it's always been illegal to take specimens out of the park. Um, You've never been allowed to take petrified wood from there. Um, Today, it can result in fines, but it just doesn't stop people i mean it's a basically an ancient fossil don't take it don't it's fucking take so it. ancient and it's on like so many types of protected land yeah and it's like a precious artifact it's go just, to the yeah. beach get a piece of fucking driftwood just don't take petrified wood from an ancient like, yeah what are you gonna do with it like put it on your land. put it on your coffee table what are you gonna yeah. do with it unbelievable um So in the 1930s, visitors to the petrified forest began to report that after taking a piece of petrified wood from the park, they were seemingly cursed with bad luck. Good. Um, Yeah. And the curse just continues today. It's a huge part of the park's history. And there have been so many thefts and rock returns that there is a room dedicated to the many thieves in the Rainbow Forest Museum at the park. And there's also a book about it. Um, people have blamed getting divorced, going to jail, getting sick, car accidents, and like literally anything on the rock. Oh my they God. believe there's a curse on them that can only be reversed by returning them to the original site. So many people have returned their rocks to the park that there's just an official pile called the conscience pile. Wow. That you can just put your rock on because they're like, you're never going to find the original place you took it from. Just put it on the conscience pile. Oh my God. I (laughs) Mm -hmm. wish that there was some kind of person there keeping watch so that we could find these people or do something to them. There might be. I'm not sure, actually. I will never, ever understand people taking a sacred rock. I'll never get it. I'll never understand. Well, you know that I'm. I'm also like I. I. I can't steal. Like yeah, period. you mustn't. So, but I this I really anymore. don't get. I know this one is just like it's just fucked up. So, I mean, one way that you might be able to identify some of the people is that almost all of the rocks come with a letter, a confession written out slash wow. like a uh, description of all the bad things that have happened <sighs> to them, um, that are included with the rocks. Um, oh so God. people will leave the rock and like put it, use it as like a paperweight or like tie a letter oh to the God. rock. This and reminds usually... me of Zach's old shows where it was regrets. You put them oh, in a bowl, yeah. but it's for this, it's like my whole life was ruined by these rocks. Yeah. That's what I regret. Truly people say stuff like that. Like wow. the letters always usually say like the time and place that they stole it from. 
Um, or if they didn't take it themselves, how they came to possess it. Like some people, some parents discovered that their kids had stolen them on like a trip to the park. Um, some people found them in like their loved ones' homes after they've like passed away and they're packing mm. up their stuff. Um, so they usually tell you how they got them and what happened to them, how they've affected them. There's obviously a very strong element of guilt to the letters. Yeah. People write them as though they're confessing a sin so that they can be absolved. They're, they're, they're like very, it's interesting how they all kind of fit the same pattern. Um, and in 1980, an anonymous writer sent some stolen rocks back along with a letter detailing her terrible misfortune. Um, apparently her husband stole some stones while they were there on vacation. Um, and following that, her stepmother had kidney failure. Their central air and freezer stopped working. Their dog and cat died and their truck boat broke down. The night before she wrote the letter, her family was evacuated from their home <gasps> after a gas well exploded. Oh my God. In her letter, she apologized and said, so please take these pieces back before we have any more bad luck. That's oh just one God. example. I'm going to tell you a bunch more. Please. They're very fun. Wow. Um, and yeah, the author of the book, this guy, Ryan Thompson, visited the forest and saw all of this and was like, I'm going to collect all these examples of kind of an art project. So the book is cool. It has scan. It has a picture of the rock and like a scan of the letter. Ooh, I love that. It's ooh, really but I'm, cool. Ooh, but ooh, I'm spooked about even having. I know. Like that. Yeah, I know. It feels like ugh, it's weird to see the rock. Yeah. Like. Um, so they collect around a thousand or they have collected roughly a thousand letters over the years and they get around three or four new letters each month still. Wow. Um, and I'm going to give you a couple of examples of letters. <laughs> Please. All right, here we go. It was a great challenge sneaking it out of the park. And since that time, nothing in my life has gone right. Oh. My life has been totally destroyed since we've been back from vacation. Please put these back so my life can get back to normal. Let me start over again. All exclamation points. <laughs> this one I really like because it's so, so desperate. Take these miserable rocks and put them back. They have caused pure havoc in my life, in my love life. Oh. By the time these rocks reach you, things should be back to normal. If not, I give up. Stateless and desperate. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, so sad um okay wow. you're right it's a curse to take wood from the forest my girlfriend of three years finished with me on the drive home so here's your damn wood back wow a bunch of these, maybe, it's like, oh, it's maybe probably... she doesn't like thieves yeah if she found out you took the wood she was probably like pull over let me out i don't want to be near you or this first wood mm -hmm. um believe me if i had known the curse went with any of the rocks i never would have taken these my life has been totally destroyed oh wait that was that was the beginning of the other one. My life has been totally destroyed, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> it still doesn't make it better if you start it with a qualifier. Like, no. well, if I'd known they were cursed, I wouldn't have taken them. No. Um, when we were there, we... Uh, oh, this is a quote, I think, from... Uh, wait, let's see. Oh, okay. No, yeah. This is from somebody who went to the park, saw the, the conscience file and letters from people, and, like... I think still like had a rock or took a rock. I don't know. This says okay. when we were there, we read the letters of the many people who had returned wood to you with tales of bad luck, ruined marriages, as well as some other stories of misfortune. At first we did not believe the ramblings of such obviously superstitious persons, 
but upon review of the life and lack of luck that our family member had these past 30 years. Oh, I think this was somebody who discovered it in their family member's stuff after they died. We okay. have begun to wonder if possibly that legend could have some truth to it. Wow. Um, okay, one just says, you were right. Oh. <laughs> uh, one says, I picked up this petrified rock 13 years ago, came across it today, and I'm sorry that I took it and wish for you to have it back. Thank you, P.S. It has been bad luck to me. Oh, um, they weigh like a ton of bricks on my conscience. Sorry. Oh, oh. Um, and then I think this is the last one. Um, in April of 86, I was going across the petrified forest with my wife. It was about the end of the afternoon. And because of a late hour, I took away some stones to give our geologist son. When in August, my daughter came back from a working opportunity in the USA. She told me of a curse of the taken away petrified forest stones. Therefore, after my return from USA, I've lost money in the stock exchange. My job was taken and my shop was closed. My daughter went to the hospital for a long time with broken tendons of her knee oh and is waiting God. for surgical transplantation. My dear aunt is still in the hospital with a broken femur from December. Oh. And last but not least, I fell ill of a cancer and suffered four surgical operations. Jesus Christ. Now I send to you the stones and I hope that my unlucky story finishes and tell the people taking away the stones to not do it. They are, te- they are telling them not to. I know. Don't worry. It's, don't it's do it. It's part of it. It's part of it. Um, the oh, author of the wow. book said, the conscience file to me is really one of the most interesting parts of the whole phenomenon. It's a weird purgatory for the rock. Visitors are trying to make these atonements or set something right in their lives and for the world. And ultimately, ironically, they're unable to. Um, and I think this is kind of the saddest part all around the park you can legally buy like petrified wood collected legally from private land there are shops all around this area where you can buy it legally and people just decide to steal it instead so That's, if you're in that area I, that just buy is mind-boggling to me that is the most fucked up part of all of this yeah just buy a fucking rock yeah deal don't be a well, thief. that's fucking crazy, but I do love a pile of regret. Yeah, you know, it is I, a true that. pile of rock regret. Wow. Those are the hot rocks. I love that. Yeah. And I'm scared of that. I'm too scared to go now. I, would, I know. I would need to only go either alone or with somebody that I... That you know is not going to... I don't know if I trust Leave with a pocket full of stones. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> I I was thinking like what do you do if like your dog accidentally like takes a rock with it like your dog I don't know why That's your true. dog would pick up a rock but I feel like a petrified wood is not that different from like bone texture maybe, and maybe a dog would take it I'd be surprised if dogs were allowed inside this part yeah actually you're right they probably yeah. aren't <laughs> they would probably pee and shit yeah. on everything they'd um it. But, you know, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's so scary. Also, what happens if you eat a rock? Think about I think that. that you do deserve to be cursed if you ate the rock. Yeah. Yeah. I guess in general, if you're eating rocks. You don't do that. Don't do you that. You can't be surprised no. if something bad happens. No. No, something bad will happen to you. Yeah. Um, oh, I'm scared of those rocks. I I'm know. scared of those rocks. They're not even rocks. It's just wood. I know. They're not rocks. They're just Old wood. wood. They're I'm old nervous. wood. But, you know, we've got no business taking those rocks. And no. we won't. We're not going don't, to. So we're good. 
don't like take st- stuff from nature like period if you could help mm-hmm. it like yeah leave no trace yeah just try to leave no trace and also what was there just let's just leave it there just leave it mm-hmm. there yeah you don't need it don't mess with it yeah what are you gonna do with it that the woods doesn't need it for yeah it it's not for you yeah it's not for like you that. it's for well, the land well you know what this is actually a story. What I'm going to tell you about now is something that is, it's so not of the land that it is, it is like the, the opposite in every way of what, oh, wow. you, know, of, of what you just talked about. Ooh, um, mainly because it does also have a lot of Catholic stuff. So mm. I am talking to you about the bejeweled skeletons oh, wow. of the catacombs. So Here's a little history. A little history. Okay. Yeah. In, so I'm using, I'm reading from ancientorigins.net. Mm-hmm. Um, also, oh, what's this called? Unforgettable. Nice. The website. And Atlas cool. Obscura. Uh, so, I love Atlas Obscura. Yeah. In 1578, the Roman catacombs near Via Salaria were discovered by curious vineyard workers and later fully uncovered by archaeologists. So basically, they're just like hanging out, and then they look down, and a bunch of different skeletons are like peering back up at them. No. Um, revealing a vast, unearthly spectacle. So it's between 500,000 and 750,000 skeletons. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, so I guess like, well, we'll get into why this is, but... So these are ancient remains of people believed to have lived in the century shortly after the time of Christ, mm-hmm. during which thousands were killed, many of whom were considered to be martyrs of, you know, the faith or whatever. Sure. Encrusted with gold and jewels adorned in fine fabrics, many of the skeletons went on display in churches to convey the treasures that await devote, uh, d- devout followers. But I'll get into that. So the skeletons are like discovered. Catholic churches worldwide are notified. Okay. Uh, hey, found these scales and mm-hmm. became instantly intrigued with the discovery. Again, this is like the late 1500s. Uh, determined for their chapels to have a martyr's skeleton. So, or, or, or even a couple. Yeah. And they are willing to pay top dollar for the delivery of these scales. Huge surge in interest in Catholicism because of these skeletons. Uh, or I guess like the point was like, if we acquire a bunch of skeletons, more people are going to come to church, which yeah. would work for me. It's, so I yeah, it. it's a good point. Um, so which, you know, could lead to recovery uh, from an undermining of, I guess, Catholicism and destruction of like treasured relics after the Protestant Reformation, which I really don't know like anything about, but mm. apparently it was a thing. And, you know, I don't know. According to Paul Kudineris, author of Heavenly Bodies, I'm probably not saying his name right. I'm sorry, Paul. A comprehensive report of the ancient catacomb saints explained that procuring such a skeleton for one's church in certain areas of the globe, particularly in Germany, I think, in German regions, which were, I guess, hard hit by the Protestant Reformation, mm-hmm. would make a strong statement of faith as well as an expression of admirable wealth. 
So being mm-hmm. able to say like, we bought this, we spent a lot of money on it and it's for us now. Yeah. For Some sure. well-to-do private citizens also wanted to buy them for their private collections. Kind of like rich people buying mummies, oh, yeah. you know, which totally they was a thing that love happened. that stuff, mm-hmm. yeah. And also sometimes to eat them, which is... No. You didn't know about this? Wait, I think we did talk about that yeah. when we talked about like mummy paint and all that stuff. Mummy brown? Yeah. The paint? Yeah. And uh, and yeah, people did eat mummies. It's very insane, but it's true. Uh, once obtained, they would be displayed prominently and believed to protect the congregation um, or family or community group uh, as a saint. So sometimes you couldn't afford a whole skeleton, so they'd send you like a skull or a rib cage. Uh-huh. Which I wonder which one I like more. I really, I flip flop. I don't know. Initially, I'm like skull definitely, Ten. but then a whole rib cage. That's kind of. Cool. It would be really cool. Yeah. Yeah. So you may be wondering to yourself, five hundred to seven hundred fifty thousand skeletons. A lot. How did they know which ones were martyrs? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, there were many Jewish people, pagan people, also killed in that time Mm -hmm. and they would have also been buried alongside the Christians in the catacombs. However, okay. One determining feature that they claimed marked out who was a martyr was a letter M carved near the corpses. So some skeptics argue that the M carving could be indicative of other things, such as the popular ancient Roman name, Marcus. I think the just, I don't think that's it because why would there only be M's? <laughs> like you can't, yeah. you can't if, just If there's a like, whole alphabet, then that makes sense. But yeah, you wouldn't you be like, just oh, be we got like, another Marcus over here. We're keeping track of the Marcuses. You gotta mark the Marcuses. Yeah, yeah. that to be doesn't make sense this other part also doesn't make sense though which is that you know the church authorities were convinced that the m means martyr because i don't actually know if the people murdering people would be identifying them as martyrs in a mass grave yeah i don't think so why wouldn't the m stand for something like disease related or something like that yeah or like murdered Maybe yeah. not murdered. They're all seemingly murdered. But I. it could also just be that it wasn't an M and it's just like a symbol in the ground after eternity that's just like the ground made. Could be a W. I don't, it could be a W. You're right. It or could watch be two out. upside down Vs. And then if you flip yeah. it, that's the, the, the vitch. And then they're witches. Could be anything. But the church was like, that stands for martyr. And they decided that they're all saints. Great. Uh, in addition, the church believed martyred skeletons could be identified by the ethereal golden glow they emitted, which is not real, as well as a lovely perfumed aroma. Ew. Yeah. So psychics were recruited to roam through the mass grave selecting the real martyrs from other skeletons oh my god yeah yeah i didn't think that the catholic church was into psychics the catholic church is the spookiest church yeah i'll put it that way 
Having seen The Conjuring, what am I saying? Yeah, they, I don't really know. And also, you know, we've gone over that there are ghosts in, 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 in almost every single religion and, and mediums and spirit people. So I don't, I don't know. I don't yeah. know, but the, I mean, the Catholic churches want to bend the rules, dare I say, putting it lightly. So <laughs> it doesn't uh, surprise me that they would employ some psychics. Sure. So also overlooking the possibility that the smell could be due to like another ancient Roman custom of leaving containers of perfume on graves. Yeah, it could definitely yeah. probably be caused by that. Yeah, so there were, like, vessels found aside the remains once uh, they looked harder, and they were like, this is this is the skeleton's blood. And, like, they didn't test it and see if it was blood or anything. They just said, that's the skeleton's blood. So that was also used to say that it was a martyr. Um, the craziest thing to me is that upon determining a skeleton belonged to a martyr, which, as we've established, is if the skeleton has a sweet smell, Mm-hmm. emits a golden glow has yep. an m next to it and the psychic mm-hmm. says that it was yeah the church the vatican would later decide who it was <laughs> and officially give them the title what so they collect the skeletons that were martyrs to them and then they'd be like that saint sebastian they just decide this one is this one. This one is this one. What? Yeah. Wait, so they would assign it an existing saint? They wouldn't be like, this was this guy, Marcus, and he's now St. Marcus. <laughs> They'd all be St. Marcuses. <laughs> They're all St. Marcus. There'd be 500 to 750,000 Marcuses. Uh, yeah, I. from what I can tell, they were just like, we're going to say that this one was like St. Vinny. We're going to say that this one was St. Enoch. Like whatever it was, okay. they just they just they decided. Matched them up. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I don't know whose job that was to do, but um probably had a lot of people just there's a good chance people were like, God told me this was him. Or yeah. or or her. So you know, there's little we can say to that other than okay, whatever. <laughs> sure. Uh so it was a pretty big deal to have a martyred saint skeleton situated in your church at the time i would say it's still a pretty big deal yeah definitely to have a whole skeleton anywhere uh fittingly historic church baptismal records would often show numerous babies named after the skeleton so like if it was say a saint robin there would be many many babies in the ledger named after the skeleton okay okay of that church yeah that makes sense yeah uh, but also, again, the skeleton was just named randomly. Who knows what that skeleton's name was in life? Uh, so there also was some churches kept logs called uh, miracle books, oh. which chronicled the positive events or strokes of good fortune believed to have been brought on by the skeleton. The opposite of a bad luck hot Which is rock. the opposite. Yes. In a lot yeah. of ways, these are like, these are cold rocks. Yeah, and they, luck, they, they, they do the opposite. Yeah. So the process of beautifying each skeleton was also really important. Love it. Okay. The skeleton was usually encrusted. Okay. I'm getting <laughs> ahead of myself. 
given okay. to convents or monasteries to do. Up to three years of work would ensue, what? including the frequent initial wrapping of this of the skeleton with a special woven gauze fabric made by the nuns. I want oh. this fabric. Sounds the fabric cool. was fine and sheer, yet prevented dust from accumulating and helped hold the bones together throughout the decorating process. So what? they're basically creating a kind of shell around the skeleton to uh-huh. keep it intact. And also it helped them like oppose things, which I'll get into later. So that's a cool system. It's like, it's like pliable. It's like soft chicken wire. Almost. It is like making a puppet and the inside is a skeleton. Oh no. Yep. Um, some martyr skulls were even given a wax face. Oh no. But not the rest of the body, just the face sometimes even shaped into smiles or other facial expressions. After the wrapping or wax came the jewels, the gems, the gold and lavish garments, as well as the careful manipulation of the skeleton into lifelike positions. Oh my God, no. Yep. Mannequin. Yes. It's a skeleton mannequin. Uh, Different nuns or groups of nuns and monks began to have their own recognizable different styles of doing this, of martyr decorating. Um, But usually they would perform their skills anonymously. Let me tell you something. These skeletons are unbelievably cool. Um, I'm going to send to you in this chat right here a link to this article and I want you to look at these Squellingtons. I'll read through some of them, too. Oh. Uh, they are unbelievably oh good. Wait, they are encrusted. They oh. are encrusted with jewels. Wow. So I'm looking at one now. St. Gertrude in mm-hmm. Ulsberg, Germany, covered in silk mesh and fine wire work, set with gemstones it's like a crown and then the crown comes all the way around and then the entire lower jaw is encrusted with golden jewels. There's like skeleton hands that are covered in mesh. And so uh, they can be like, all the fingers can be posed, covered in dripping in rings. They're beautiful. There's one holding a cup with uh, blood in it. I don't know why. Maybe to signify the blood that they spilled of themselves i don't know wait it reminds me a... yeah well, i'm sorry i just had a stupid question but you go you go ahead i was just gonna say it reminds me of one-eyed willie from the goonies it does look like one-eyed willie yeah they're only like imagine so just jewels. one-eyed willie is just like literally covered in jewels literally the jewels on this jewels. cup of blood one are those yeah. are fat jewels my stupid yeah. question was does dried blood leave behind dust like that Would a cup of dried blood leave behind dust? Wow. Okay. Um, The reason I know this is because one time, one bad summer, my parents got dried blood to put on, I'm going to say the Pachysandra. I don't actually know what the thing was to try to get the deer not to eat it. Oh my God. And the only thing is that it, you know what else doesn't like dried blood? Us. We don't like the smell of dried blood. It oh, no. is blood smell, and also it attracts like 
mosquitoes predators. <laughs> and predators yeah yeah like there were like foxes and coyotes all over the place that summer and it just smelled like blood so oh, God. there is a process of drying blood into a powder i don't know if that's just like naturally what happens to blood i don't actually know but um mm-hmm. it could it could well wow. powdered blood is a thing that's what I i'll say wow. um what kind of blood was my parents scattered on the plants i want to say probably bovine some kind of pig blood i don't actually know i don't suggest hmm. anybody do it they learn their lesson immediately <laughs> i don't know why it was a choice and they regret it to this day to them that's a hot rock Oh, yeah. you don't want to breathe that in. No, mm-hmm. no. I'll honestly never forget Blood Summer. Uh, there's also one St. Friedrich is kind of posed like 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 a saucy pose, like like a, you know, centerfold pose. Chilling. Uh, but then there's a giant cross in front of him. Um, <laughs> the The skeletons are incredible. I don't I will say I don't like the skeletons that have wax elements on their face because it's never it never looks like a face it always is still a skull but it has like eyelids it's really strange i don't like Um, that what's the point oh if you scroll down long enough you'll see there's one that has wax eyes also i don't like that i'm looking at it it's not good but they're incredible they're beautiful um so in as the 18th century neared its close, I guess a lot of political leaders were like, "We don't like these skeletons. We're superstitious of them. They're not sure. good." Also, I did read somewhere else that churches started being like, "Oh my god, we spend so much money on these skeletons." <laughs> and like, <laughs> it started being like when the economy was rough, people were like, "Oh my god, like." what the fuck are we doing like we can't we, even resell them we we can't just like display this there are people starving to death and we put like a thousand rubies on the skeleton yeah so they put them away like either some were dismantled and mm. the jewels and gold and everything sold and then <sighs> some were just like put in the basement like literally oh jewel encrusted put in the basement put in a corner in a cubby in a yeah. hide hole and it was only kind of relatively recently that there's one person who put together a really great book about this. Um, beep, 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 beep. I'm going to find this person's name. Okay. Oh, it's it, it's Paul. It's Paul Kudineris, who I'm saying the oh. name wrong. Heavenly Bodies, okay. Cult Treasures, and Spectacular Saints from the Catacombs. Wow. A book we should all have. Um, so... Yeah, pretty pretty recent book. I think it came out in 2013. Okay. Um, so I guess this guy found like one and was like, certainly there's not more. And then he was like, well, there's so many more. Oh my God. So, but these were pretty much hidden from time. Wow. And yeah. They're so beautiful. They're so beautiful and not even really that scary. They're just cool. No, they're like, they are sculptures. Like, yeah. I can't believe how big the jewels are. Like, they look like costume jewelry. I know. Because they're fucking honkers of, like, emeralds yeah. and stuff. And it's all real gold. Like, it's all real. The gold is thread crazy. is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. 
Wow. It's really wild. I also like the idea of like looking at a skeleton and being like, I'd know that work anywhere. That's my nun. That's the same nun that <laughs> That's the dazzling work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Recognize mm-hmm. it anywhere. I like the ones that have jewels as eyes. Yeah. Like me too. not wax eyes, but like a big yeah, gem. The jewels as eye. eyes is great. There's one I'm wow. looking at now that's under glass uh, in Bavaria. And he just, mm-hmm. he just has like, he's like holding a sword really casually. God, they're just so good. His like robes on. So incredibly fun. Mm-hmm. I would give anything to see these guys in person. You probably could. Like, if you just could figure out, like, make sure they're on display, you know? Yeah. Make sure they're not yeah. whirled away in a little corner. Now I think they're out and proud, the skeletons. Yeah. You could, if you were worried about your skeleton getting, you know, picked clean of its jewels, but you still wanted to display it, I wonder if anyone ever tried displaying it. Um, like on wires hanging down from the ceiling. Oh, cool! Like so, so it's really high up. That would be really cool. I love that. Oh, a flying cool. one. And then yeah, maybe that's like the kind a- of thing where it's like, if you, the same kind of person would steal a jewel off one of these Squellingtons that would steal a hot rock. Like, what are you doing? Mm-mm. What are you doing? I got. I got to be honest. I would probably steal a jewel off these skeletons. No, you wouldn't. Come, come. Face to face with with a bejeweled Squellington, I don't think you could. What if? What would you do if you were sitting under one that was hanging from the ceiling, and a jewel fell off of it right into your into your palm? I I think I'd have to just report it and I'd give it back. Mm. I I don't think I could keep That's it. Good of you. It's not even good. It's fear. It's fear what drives yeah. me. Yeah, I'm afraid. That's true. I guess and, like yeah. it is a Catholic church. Yeah. And, you know, there's, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm riddled with fear. That. Also, like, what if there's cameras and someone's like, I saw this happen. You have anything to say to us? I'd have to be like, fuck. Thought I could get away with it. <laughs> like, Maybe know. if you tell them, they'll let you keep it. <laughs> yeah, that that is a thing. It could be. I don't know. You never know. You never know. Oh Honesty is the best policy. But those are the bejeweled Squellingtons. I love them. They're so I wish so they would beautiful. come to life and talk to us and tell us who they really are. I know. They're just like, my name was not even Marcus. I'm just some guy. I'm not like, Marcus. For the last time. Tim. Yeah. I'm not Marcus. I would have loved to be left in the ground, but now I'm mm-hmm. here covered in jewels. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Thank you. Um. I am, I do want to say also on, because I'm on Atlas Obscura now, we were sent, I think Sasha sent uh, something about witch cakes this morning. Oh, yes. And I'm looking at a picture of one right now and oh my God. Oh boy. I mean, upsetting. Disgusting. Tell them, tell the listeners. (laughs) I mean, like a local woman in the Salem witch trials uh, proposed countering the dark forces working against the affected women by baking a cake using flour and the girl's urine, then feeding it to a dog. Yeah. You, and it's the just, cakes are piss colored. They, they are, are color piss colored. Piss. And they do look like a spiky donut and they look hard as a rock. I don't like them. They, 
they look like a, an evil sunshine. Mm-hmm. I don't like it. With a hole in the middle. I don't want anybody to eat piss cakes. Disgusting. It's almost like a sunshine donut made of piss. Don't feed it to your poor dog. No. It's not your dog's fault. The dog will probably be fine, though. Wait, there's another photo that says, like the museum's witch cakes, hagstones, which Don't. were hung in cottage doors for protection, also had a hole in the center. Why? I <laughs> Never heard of a hagstone. I, I guess Why so you could hang it easier. Like, so you could um put, like, a string through it so you could hang it up, maybe? Yeah, but you could also just know. put it in a little sack and hang it in there. Control F, the word hole. Yeah, control um, hole. Okay, let's see. Uh, hole in its center. Blah 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 blah. I bet it signifies is, something. I, if it does, Atlas Obscura doesn't say it. Wow. Fine. Control F center. Why would it call out? These also have holes in the center. <laughs> it's a meaningless detail. <laughs> I guess just because they're both kind of bagels, except one is like made out of stone and one is a is a Weird. piss cake. Oh, I don't weird. know, but we're going to have to look into Hagstone. That's weird. It's like that thing how um sometimes in New England, you'll see like a house that has one of those crazy windows, those like diagonal windows. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's so like, because like witches can't fly through those, which is right. like, yeah, they probably could. They probably could. If they really wanted to. Same I as the horse would could. know where you're going. You could You could broom your way through a diagonal window. Yeah. But I wonder if there's anything like, Witches only understand circles, but if you put a circle inside of a bigger circle, they don't understand that. I wonder if there's <laughs> anything about a donut hole that really a witch quick. can't comprehend. I'm just going to really quick look up hagstones. All right, let's do it. Okay, let's apparently it. it's a British thing. Okay. I mean, this could also just be like when you when you are a oh. woman of a certain age and you pass a kidney stone. Okay, this website says it's all in the hole, you see. <gasps> the theory goes that only good things can pass through a hole. <gasps> Stephanie, you're right. Oh my god. Only good things can pass through a hole. This so is insane. So while good fortune and good wishes will find you through a hagstone, bad luck and evil thoughts are too big to be able to pass through the hole I'm losing and become it. stuck in the middle. Oh only my good god. things can pass through a hole. Only you heard it here first, it's all everybody. In the hole. It's all in the hole. Wow. Peop- it, it says, if you're a sailor, tie one with rope to your ship to prevent witches clinging to your vessel. Oh, my God. Uh, hanging above your front door. Wear it around your neck on a string. Nail oh one above God. the door of your barn to stop witches souring your milk. I see one, for one detail. Enter fairyland through it. Apparently, the hole wow. is a portal as well. Okay, we do need them. We're gonna I'm get getting them. one of these. Oh, my God. Oh my god. Oh my god. Well, I mean, I knew there was a reason for the hole. And there are so many hagstones that occur in nature and in baking. Donuts. Yes. Um, bagels. Yep. Some cookies. of all kinds. Some cookies. Delicious. I would I would argue maybe some pretzels. Pretzels, that could you could argue that's three. That's three oh my hag, god. hagstones. Wait, okay. Which are uh, hagstones are also called adder stones, witch stones, serpents' eggs, snakes' eggs. Um, okay. okay, they have so many. Okay, in Germany, they're called Punergotter, which translates to chicken gods. Yep, I'll take it. That's I, fine by me. Wait, this is this is 
this is so this is a whole other thing i mean okay i can't even i i'm opening the chat because i have to send you the wikipedia because there's <laughs> just a section called the druids okay all right so we oh, I mean, happy salon everybody it's I think that we're going to have to do some real digging into this so we can oh, give it man. the attention it needs because apparently in Russian folklore, these stones were believed to be the abodes of spirits called Kurini Bog or the Chicken God. Oh my god. Also, one tradition holds that the stones are the hardened saliva of large numbers of serpents massed together, perforated by their tongues, flicking out and then back in. That can't be, that's not it. My God. Oh Oh my God. God. We're going to have to do a full hour just on Hagstone. Yeah. Oh my God. Okay. But these were held in high esteem among the Druids and I'm getting one today. Oh my God. Wait. Okay. We, yeah, we do have to get them. We have to get them. I'm getting an enigmatic Druid egg. I'm getting oh, this today. Only good can pass through it. I'm getting, I'm going to find a local it. purveyor of hagstones. I'm doing it. Wow. Well, up. it's happened again at the very last minute of the pod. We found something insane <laughs> that transcends everything else we're talking about. Wow. And I love that so much. You, What's your tip? You, uh, um, my tip is go on Etsy and look on, type in the word hagstone because there yeah. are a lot of results. Okay. And I think we all need to get them. My tip is also don't steal. Don't steal. Yeah. Don't steal. This is a very like dried object slash bone slash rock themed episode. I love it. I do too. I think my tip would probably be, um, well, the first thing I'd say is I really wish they could have tested the bones for corn. I These know, skeletons, I was thinking that. Yeah. They could have tested them for, it's, I guess it's not too late to, to test them for corn. And the second thing would be, you know, it's always better not to make assumptions about skeletons. Just like in life, nobody likes it when you make an assumption about them, like their name is Marcus or what religion they were in life or how they died or whether Mm -hmm. or not they're a saint. I think, you know, probably just if you don't know, it's okay that you don't know. You just don't know. Yeah. You just don't know. Yeah. No need to assume. Yeah. Just let it be. Um, and to all the Marcuses out there, if even a single one of those 750,000 skeletons were named Marcus. Okay. That's all then, I'll say. That's all we need, I guess. You know, That's all we need. Then I guess it was worth it in the end. <laughs> if one yeah. Marcus can make a difference. Mm-hmm. I do also want to say, I, you got to be careful what you throw of all of your money into because... Try to forecast what it's going to be like later in life. It happens now. People will invest in like, we're going to put a fucking hot tub in. We're going to put Mm -hmm. a sauna in the backyard. We're going to do a sick above ground pool. And then in like five to 10 years, when you're like, I've had to refinance the house, you have Mm -hmm. to think out how do we in life bejewel our skeletons? You know? Yeah. Yeah. What are the bejeweled skeletons for you in your life? Right. Look at, you know, are Mm -hmm. you putting your resources into something that is going to lose value? Yes. Or be, uh, you know, 
a diminishing return. Yes, or just be really embarrassing and you have to put it in the basement. Yeah, it's like you set up like a fake casino in your in your house and then you're yeah. like, okay, well, great. I'm glad I have yeah. that, but now I have to sell my car because yeah. I can't. Or like, you know, a big, like a, a yellow Hummer in the, oh, the yeah. early aughts, you know. Sure. There are so many different modern day bejewel skeletons out there. Yeah, and keep just, an eye out. Come to terms with yours and decide what you want to do with it. That's beautiful. Thank you. All right, everybody. Well, we're going to try to do more of these. But this was a little special event for all of you. We missed you a lot. Oh, we miss you. And we hope you're having a happy Hallow's Eve. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. What are we going to put this out? Tomorrow? We could do it tonight. I could pop it out tonight. Let's do it. Let's fucking do it. Let's fucking do it. All right. Cool, guys. Well, we'll talk to you all soon. As always, that's the spirit podcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Lord knows if there's any emails in there. We haven't checked. But please do I'll, reach I'll out check. to us. Yeah. Uh, uh, spirit pod on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. That's the spirit podcast on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to just go ahead and shout out Madam Morbid's tour. Oh, yeah. Uh, which are, I believe, sold yeah. out for this October, but. You know, it's just as good off season, everybody. Mm-hmm. Get your tickets. If, if you live anywhere where you can get there, yep, do it. You will not regret it. It's so much They're fun. Amazing. So 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 much fun. Mm-hmm. Oh, we just love you so much. We love you so much. We'll talk to you soon, and we will talk see you, you in soon. hell. We'll see you there, everybody. Bye. Bye.